If you're ready to create more wealth and success in your life than ever before, this podcast is for you. Robert Allen, New York Times bestselling author and real estate investing expert, has helped thousands of people learn how to accumulate wealth and multiply it quickly through real estate investing. If you're ready to move forward faster and create the wealth you've always dreamed about, then we have exactly what you need on No Money Down with Robert Allen. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Creating Wealth. And we have our amazing mentor. Thank you so much for coming to our studios, Bob Allen. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing so good. We've spent a lot of time, you and I, Marjorie, you know, teaching people. There's just so much to learn. The things they need to know, they can they can check it out. For me, it's it's legacy. It's, you know, I've, I've been teaching for my entire life, helping people become financially free and generating thousands and thousands of success stories. But what I didn't have really throughout most of my career was a way for this to be permanent techniques and strategies. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned by this. And, and I, it's a gift that we give you because we want you to succeed. We want you to be successful. And uh, so welcome. Welcome, everybody. We're glad you're here. And we are super glad and that you are our mentor and that you have so much experience when it comes to nothing down real estate. And we are so glad to have you. So one of the questions that we got on social media from one of your followers is actually like, how do you go about buying real estate in a hot market? So I, I guess my first question is, what are some of the tips that you can give us uh, to stay focused when we are investing? Because so many people are so <clears throat> negative about investing right now because they're like, it's such a hot market. It doesn't even, it's not yeah. even worth it. How do you make it for staying focused when you are investing? As a matter of fact, the Gallup poll did a survey and asked people, do you think this is a good time to buy property, buy a house? And the vast majority of them said no. Oh, wow. And yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what I said. What do you mean? No. <laughs> you know, you should be buying all the time. If you're in a growth mode, you want to be constantly adding your portfolio. What happens with the buyer's market or seller's market we're in right now, it's a hot, hot market. That means there's not enough real estate and there's too many buyers. And that's not going to change hor horrifically over the, over the next five years. But as interest rates go up to quench, to stave off the inflation bomb, less and less people can afford to buy it. And as property values have gone up and up and up and up, then most people are priced out of the marketplace. Mm -hmm. So uh, buying in a buyer's market should not stop you. It should say you should buy a couple of properties a year, no matter what market you're in. And you just have to look wider and deeper. Okay. Mm -hmm. So in a cold market, we call that a buyer's market. There are properties everywhere. You see for sale signs all over the place. Mm -hmm. And therefore nobody wants to buy because either there's too much supply, there's too many properties available for sale, or the demand has been killed. The demand is, is, is out. This was what happened in 2008. Is that going to happen again? It could. It could happen again. So right now, since we're in a hot market and you're, you find yourself competing, competing at retail prices with more people are writing offers on a single property, properties have 5, 10, 15, 20 backup offers then that means that you have to resort to different strategies. So first of all, since you're, you, the, the rule is you don't, you don't pay retail unless you know that the property can be dramatically increased in value within a short period of time. Otherwise, it's speculation. Mm -hmm. 
So don't don't buy retail, buy wholesale. Buy closer as you can to your own property so you can watch over it if that's possible. Then in a hot market, I have to go deeper. I have to do things that I wouldn't normally do. See, if properties are available all uh, up and down every street, if there's for sale signs everywhere, you don't have to fight. You know, it's everybody can buy it and nobody wants it. So the only thing you have to to fight at that time is your own fear. And that fear is, is this going to be the way it is for the rest of my lifetime? Will there never be another seller's market where property values are increasing rapidly like they have been over the last couple of years? You have to deal with your own doubts and your own worries because can you imagine back in 2008 when there were anybody could buy anything at dramatically lower prices, but nobody did because they read the news and the news was the real estate market is, is horrible and nobody wants to buy. And so they believed that they should have bought 10 properties. Don't you think you wish you had bought 10 properties in 2008, oh, yeah. 2009? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. So, the, so, so during buyer's markets, you have to deal with your fear. Okay. And this is Warren Buffett time. He said, you buy when there's blood in the streets, you buy when nobody wants to buy. That's how come he became a billionaire. And it requires discipline to buy during times when it doesn't look like it's good now, but we're not there now. We're in a seller's market now. And now everybody's starting to buy and they're paying retail and they're excited to be happy to buy because they you know, think the prices are going to go up. They could, they could also flatten out. And then you end up buying a property with a negative cash flow that has no real ultimate potential of increasing rapidly in value. So going deep and going wide, that means I have to look for deals in more unorthodox ways, and I have to broaden my market search. I'm looking for a highly motivated seller. I've got 330 million people, and therefore I'm going to go wide. I'm going to go look for the characteristics of a highly motivated seller to buy a property in a state that may be two or three states away from me. I don't recommend that. I'm not excited about that because that increases your risk. But if, if you're having difficulty paying retail, you know, negotiating with everybody else, then you have to broaden it out. So you can go to one of these services that I've mentioned in other podcasts, uh, PropStream and uh, Real eFlow, uh, Privy. I just met the, the owners of these companies just recently, and I was blown away by what <laughs> they provide for such an inexpensive price. However, that's that's going wide. Going deep means I got to do things that most people don't do. So I'm gonna have to send uh, I'm gonna have to send text messages. Well, how, how do you do that? Well, you can get the text message of any owner of a property, and that text message will cost you ten, twelve cents to send a text, and you can broadcast a thousand texts a day if you want to. And they can be focused wherever you want to focus them. You could focus them on your city, <coughs> which I would recommend, frankly. But if you want to go wide, then you focus it on the entire country. And out of those thousand texts that you send, see if it's 20 cents a text, you send a thousand texts, that's 200 bucks. That's not cheap. But what if one of those texts found you a highly motivated seller where you could turn around and sell that property for ten, twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars in profit. I mean, I've I've heard such crazy stories recently. Just even in the hottest real estate market we've seen in decades, people who have been using unorthodox 
deeper methods, doing things that ordinary people wouldn't do. Mom and pop, real estate investor, would, would just do normal, ordinary things. They talk to realtors. They would look for property. They see a for sale sign. They talk to them. That's just ordinary stuff. Deeper is I might have to send letters to sellers. And uh, I might send a letter to all the people who've just gotten divorced or people who just uh, had a lien filed against them at the county courthouse who might have just had a, a bankruptcy or a foreclosure filed against them at the county court. They, they, I can buy lists like that. I can send letters to those people. You say, well, yeah, nobody will respond. You know, everybody's sending letters to those people. It, it won't work. Well, how many do you need to work? You need one. You need one deal. And you know, the cool thing is that, like, for example, if you were to send a letter, most people are so used to their phones or emails, and they are so called, like, ways of communicating with people because, like, you don't get any feeling, any emotion from them. But let's say that you send... A letter that looks pretty personal, like if it was like a relative or someone that is writing to you, you're just going to get your huge package of mail from the bank, from like whoever put the lien on you. But then you find this one letter that looks like a relative wrote it for you, handwritten even if you want to. That person is going to be like, wow, I I don't even know who this person is. I'm going to open this letter. And boom, that's where your offer is. So direct mail, Mm -hmm. if you're a, a genius at direct mail... You're going to have one out of a hundred send you money. That's one in a hundred. In other words, they know that 99% of the people will throw it away, that they will not read it. But they know that one of those people will open it up and go, I need this, right? right. So your direct mail piece is designed to attract the person, exactly the person you want. And uh, you send out those hundred letters and you're going to get one response. One in 200, one in a hundred. So in other words, the vast majority of the people will not even open it or will just throw it away. That's what direct marketing does. And most people don't understand that. They think, you know, if they send a direct mail piece, it costs them about a dollar each, maybe $2 each. You send out 100 letters, it's going to cost you a couple hundred bucks. You're going to wait by your mailbox hoping or by your phone hoping that somebody's responding to that. Yeah, this is what investors do. They do things that are unorthodox like that. Um, they can you can rent a billboard, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've seen billboards like that. Yeah, you know, got a home to sell. Call me. Mm-hmm. I'm not a realtor. I'm, I'll buy your home. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll make you an offer to buy your property within 15 minutes of your phone call. Oof. So that definitely that's, attracts the people's attention. The, and this is a shotgun approach. Mm-hmm. That means uh, millions of people look at that billboard, but very few people really are interested in it. And therefore, it's a very, very narrow percentage, but it's it's a shotgun. So you reach lots of people expecting one or two or a handful of people to respond. Um, uh, These are other ways that people, you've seen it. You've seen uh, little signs planted at the corners of busy streets that say, I buy real estate, call me if you have a property that you'd like to sell. I'll make you an offer. These are in every city. And people do this all the time. And and it's, you know, you might say, well, nobody's going to call. But how many do you need? You only need one. Right. They're so, just throwing all your fishing lines and seeing who of these people is the one that is going to call you. So, so that's what's, what I mean by going deep. Mm-hmm. That means you're going to do things that ordinary people, ordinary lazy people will not do. Okay. And yet... How many properties do you need? One or two in a year. Therefore, it's worth the effort. It's worth going deep. Going through and finding properties that are vacant, that are obviously run down, boarded up. You know, put your sign on on the property. 
say, if you want to buy this property, call me. You, may, you don't even have to own it. <laughs> Just put the sign on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody, nobody else has put a sign on it. Is that legal? I don't know to tell you the honest truth. <laughs> I really don't know if it's legal, but I'm going to tell you. We hope so. <laughs> uh, we, we hope so. But, you know, what, what is somebody going to do? You know, so they'll, they'll call on your ad, the sign you put on a vacant property. Mm-hmm. They'll call you and you'll say, you would, would you like to buy this? You know, make me an offer. They make you an offer. You don't even own the property. You track down the owner and say, I got an offer. And you obviously will mention a lower price because that way you get price, your commission. You yeah, know. exactly. Well, not commissions, but higher, a lower price so you can make a profit. That's right. And, and, uh, they're just, Dozens of little tricks like that that most people don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's what I mean by going deep. Mm-hmm. And then you can go deep wide, meaning I do all that stuff in another country oh. or in another city or another state. Mm-hmm. I can do that across the country. I can Ooh. do all of this going deep stuff. I can do texting. I can find the people in that, in that area because uh, I know where they live. When you get a, they call it skip tracing. When you, get, when you send a skip trace, that means you're sending the, a text to the owner of a property that you have found. Yeah. They may not live there. They might, it might be a rental. It might be vacant. It might be they're trying to sell it, but they haven't found a buyer yet. So it ends up on their phone. And, and you, you know, everybody looks at their phone. When you That's get a right. text, everybody reads it. Everybody. Mm-hmm. And you look at it and you go, I see you have a property at XYZ address. I'd like to buy it. Would you? Are you interested in selling? Please, if you are, contact me. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk. And uh, send out a thousand texts. You're going to get a half a dozen people who will go, yeah, I'm interested. Tell me more. So I'm just trying to teach you that the traditional game is a game that's a retail game. And it's not what we play. We play a vastly different game. We're looking for highly motivated sellers. We're looking to buy property at wholesale prices. We want the best deals possible. We are looking for sellers who are highly motivated to sell. Therefore, they're willing to accept our highly creative offers. You know, the creative non-use of cash is what I call it. You don't, you don't want to use your cash because eventually you'll run around out anyway. So does that answer your question in a long, a long roundabout way? <laughs> no, it definitely does. Because uh, in a way, you are um, putting your focus on finding don't-wanters. I feel like if you really want to be a really good real estate, nothing around real estate investor, you need to have a focused plan. And in this case, it's the way I see it, it's kind of like if you're looking for a don't-wanter with a flashlight, that's a little too broad. But if you're looking with a laser beam, that's way more powerful. Yeah. You can definitely find yeah, those, exactly. those don't wanters there. And at the same time, when once you find those don't wanters, you also have to come up with um, a toolbox of solutions for those don't wanters. Right. So uh, what are some of the ways that um, you have helped these don't wanters when you were purchasing the properties? I, I want to help solve their problem in a way that doesn't require I use a lot of my cash. If I can't solve their problem with the non-use of my cash, then I will bring in a partner and I will let I will use their cash and I will split the profits with them. But I still don't want to buy retail, even if I'm using other people's money. I want to buy buy real estate with other people's money and get a deal when I buy it. I want to make the money the day I buy it. It's below the market the day I buy it. If I want to increase the profits, then I will fix it up and increase its equity. If I want to, uh, I will change its zoning. I can change it from a commercial, from a residential to a commercial. Therefore, my rent goes up. Therefore, my value goes up. So I want to buy smart. And today people are buying dumb. They're dumb. It's dumb. 
They're just going for the fear of missing out, which is exactly not what you want to do, no, especially. You don't. Especially like I feel like in this market, um, even though it's a hot market, you can always find those don't wanters. You just have to look closely and make sure you that have you to look them. harder and deeper. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. Harder, deeper, wider. And that's not fun, but that doesn't mean there aren't deals out there. Mm -hmm. There are. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> You betcha. There are deals right now in the hottest of all markets places. Yeah, there are people who just inherited property they don't want. Mm -hmm. They don't even know the real estate market. They're not even interested in it. And the, their aunt gave them a house. Well, it's just out of the blue. Thank you, Aunt Margie. I'm sorry you died and I'm, I'm your <laughs> oh, well, heir. I got it. <laughs> so a lot of them don't know the values. They don't, they're, they're mm -hmm. just, you make them an offer and they go, yeah, I'll take it. There's, there's just so many sellers that don't either need the cash or don't understand the value of their property or are willing to take your creative offer, it's okay with them. But 95% of the sellers are not like that because they've been trained to play the, realist, the realtor game. And the realtor game is a retail game and we don't buy retail. That's right. And so I, I guess our final message for our, um, our audience is, Always open your eyes, your creative real estate eyes, and look for those don't wonders. They are always there. Like, I mean, personal problems happen all the time. Now you need to find people that have those personal problems who are also tied up to a property. Once you find those, you're set to go, and you can definitely invest in those properties. Yeah, uh, many people give up. Mm -hmm. They give up too soon. They go out there and tinker, and they say, well, it looks like there's a lot of money being made in this marketplace, and they write an offer and there's 20 other offers that are backup offers and they go, you know, I'll never win at this game. You know, I, I, it's too hard. Well, that's a lie. Mm -hmm. That's a lie. You have to use other ways of finding those deals, those highly motivated sellers. Mm -hmm. Wider, deeper, harder. But the money is there. Go find it. Be disciplined, be persevering, and you can definitely get it. Absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much, Bob. And thank you to our audience. So go out there and let's get to find those don't wonders. You can do it. See you on our next episode. Hey!